Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. Yesterday was Columbus Day, but for our guest, every day is Columbus Day. The head coach of the Columbus Wildcats. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, uh, congratulations on a, another great big win. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, tell us who you played and what the score was. Uh, we were on the road to a North Cedar, uh, and we ended up <clears throat> winning that game by a score of 57 to nothing. 57 to uh, so what does that bring your record to this year? We're seven and zero, seven and zero, and then five and zero in the district. Five and zero in the district. Well, uh, this week, uh, this is the biggest game in the state, according to Varsity Bound. Uh, you, you guys are. This is two, two trains on the same track heading toward each other at a uh, hundred miles an hour. You are playing the Albernet Pirates. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about what this game is going to be about. This is a this is a straight up playoff game, isn't it? Yeah, and and we've been we've been preparing uh, for it in that manner. You know, uh, there's there's obviously a lot on the line. You know, in, in terms of not just a, a district championship, but you know, for us, it'd be a, it'd be an undefeated season, and, and then you kind of control a little more of your own uh, destiny. You know, moving forward, if you're if you're that district champ, so um, there, there's definitely a lot on the line, and it's it's I think it's going to have a playoff atmosphere. So. Yeah, we've been treating it as a playoff game all week. Well, it, it it's uh, uh, you know it's a big difference between the first seed and the second seed uh, in the playoffs. That that first seed really is uh, in the gets in the driver's seat, although it's uh, always difficult no matter who you're playing in the playoffs. But uh, 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 how how hard are you guys preparing for this Albernet team? And what what I think they pass pretty well. What what do you know uh, uh, about their offense and how it moves? Well, we're, we're preparing, you know, like I said, there's, there's a level of importance to this game that we, we haven't dealt with quite yet, but in terms of just preparing, we're preparing, um, you know, in a, in a very similar manner that we've been preparing, you know, all season in terms of how, how our weeks play out, uh, you know, our practices, I should say. So, um, but yeah, they're, they're a very, very good team. Um, you know, I think their only loss is to a, a very good uh, East Buchanan team in a, in a very close game. So, um, they, they have a lot of very good athletes. Um, they definitely, their quarterback's very impressive. They throw the ball very well. Um, you know, they're, they're just all around a very, very good team. Um, we, we had to travel to their place last year, you know, that last week of the season and, and they were able to, to get by us by a score of 13 to nine, I believe was the score. And it was really close, like four point loss. Um, so, you know, I, I imagine that, that, that uh, in, in a certain sense, this could be a very close game as well. So they're, they're just, there's not a lot of holes, you know, when you, when you kind of look at their game and you watch film, there's not a lot of holes uh, in their team. They're, they're very solid all the way across the board. Well, uh, Scotty Melvin says uh, you didn't have to utilize your starters all that much in this last game. I think he said Caden Amagon and Tristan both had like three carries or something like that. Is it, is that correct? That is correct. We were up 36. We had the continuous clock going in the first quarter. We were up 36, nothing by the end of the first quarter. And with a, with a game like Albernet kind of, you know, coming up, there's, there's just no sense in, in, in having all these extra uh, carries and extra reps out there. We, we did leave our starters in, you know, for the majority of the first half and then kind of into the second half on defense, but offensively, you know, we really, limited our touches to, to everybody. I think, I think Jeffrey Hillback, our quarterback had the most carries at five. Um, that's, and that's not a heavy workload by any means. So, um, you know, one of the, one of the biggest goals was just making sure we got out of there healthy and, and intact. And then we did. So, 
um, yeah, it's, I, I'm sure those guys, you know, would have liked to have some more carries and more stats. Um, but you know, that's, it's more important for us to, to, you know, like I said, to get out of there healthy and, and, you know, they didn't have to take too many hits or anything like that. And a nice, nice, easy night for them. Well, it's uh, nice that your, your, your starters didn't get over overworked. They will be fresh for this game, but let's talk about, uh, uh, uh it must not be that big of a step back when you put the uh, the second string in. Uh, who do you got uh, that came in and maybe did perform pretty well and you're pretty happy with? Well, you know, in our backfield, if, if we take Caden and Tristan out, you know, we put in Cole Storm for, for Caden and, and Riley Kaleberg for Tristan. And, you know, throughout the year, anytime we put those two guys in, they can they continue to perform. I mean, they're, they're able to, to uh, you know, move the chains and score touchdowns for us. So, um, Trent Holback, you know, he had a couple touchdowns the other night. He's he's kind of slotted into that wingback spot the last couple of weeks, and you know, I've mentioned before he's he's really fast and he's another asset to us. And and if uh, you know if he comes off field, we we put Daniel Mil- uh, excuse me Daniel Martinez in there, and you know he's been a he started and played a lot of wingback the entire season. So we're not we're not losing a whole lot when we go to our 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 next wingback as well. So. Um, definitely, uh, you know, uh, have the ability to, to rest some guys if we need and, and not see a drop off. And then that's always a, you know, a bonus. Um, so, um, but you know, it, defensively, like I said, we, we kept a lot of those guys out there a little bit we're, some things we're still kind of working on and, and the game reps kind of dictated that the other night, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable if, if we need to, to, you know, go down to somebody else other than Caden or Tristan, certainly we we're comfortable doing it. Well, uh, all the teams that are in, you know, undefeated or just one loss or something, uh, one thing they seem to have in common is a, is quite a bit of depth. Uh, how do you feel about the depth of your team? I, I like our depth. Uh, you know, there's there's obviously, you know, I think every team is going to have a, a few players or maybe a position or two that's, that's maybe a little leaner than others, you know, or, or you, a player, you, you, you know, it's, it's hard to replace. And we're no different in that respect, but I, I do like our, our, our depth. I think we have guys, you know, we're, we're, we're able to rotate guys in certainly on that defensive line. Um, you know, certainly we have guys we want out there, but um, you know, we can rotate guys uh, in and out fairly freely, I think at, at times in the game. And, and that helps us when we get back onto offense, you know, some of those guys uh, that are on the offensive line that they, they can, not even have to go out on defense at times and, and then they get a nice rest. And, um, you know, we've, we've got some options in our secondary, you know, that we can move some guys around. We've got some versatile guys. So if, you know, if we need to move a guy down to linebacker or back to safety or, you know, anything like that, we can do it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I like our depth. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's showed throughout the year when, when we were able to, you know, substitute guys in and out of the games, and, and there wasn't a, a performance drop-off at all. Well, uh, I talked to Al Burnett's coach. Uh, I talked to Scotty Melvin. I talked to Andy Kretzinger. I talked to Ryan Timmerman. Uh, people tend to think that maybe the team that's defense plays the best is going to win win this game. Uh, uh, you have a defensive player I'd like to talk about. I know we've talked about him before, but I, I just feel like he's really had this uh, sensational season, and Maybe he doesn't get talked about as much as he should, and that's this Russell Coyle. Uh, uh, what kind of a season is he having, and uh, uh, how has he really anchored your defense? 
Uh, he's just having a fantastic season. There's no question. I, I don't know, you know, if, if people are, aren't noticing his play, then they're sleeping. I mean, he's just, you know, he's he's a, a very key part of our offensive line, but defensively, you know, he really disrupts things. He's he's in the backfield a lot. I think he had a couple sacks the other night. You know, he gets a, a handful of tackles for loss each game. He's just, uh, you know, he's he's hard to deal with. He creates some problems uh, from that defensive tackle spot, and, and he's very very valuable to us. You know, he's um, he's one of our captains. He's kind of a vocal leader at times, and uh, you know. He's, he's one of those core group of guys that are kind of the heartbeat of the team, I think. And, and uh, you know, he's just he's just having a fantastic season. He's only a junior. Um, so, you know, we've I think we've still got, uh, you know, throughout the rest of this year and then even next year, is, he's going to just continue to get better. Well, um, I was kind of looking at some of his stats, and uh, it's not very often a defensive lineman, especially a tackle, that would get 10-plus tackles a, a game. But he seems to consistently do that, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's he's. I, I'd have to look at stats. I don't have them in front of me, but he's he's definitely up there. You know, right towards the top uh, in terms of total tackles. I mean, he gets a lot of these tackles where where he's able to to fight off blocks and and and, and get a get a tackle for no loss. Like I said, he's he's got a pile of of tackles for losses and sacks. Um, he, and he's very active. He's he's a he's a quick player. He's got he's got good feet, and so you know, he, there's times where he's able to kind of track some some plays down, you know, with just with pursuit. So just, just overall, very, very solid player. I, like I said, I think anybody that watches any film on us, he's going to stand out. There's no question. Well, who are some of these other kind of unsung players, uh, maybe on your defense or even your offense that, that we should talk about that maybe we don't spend enough time talking? Well, you know, just, let's just stick with defense since we're talking about, it. I mean, you know, Riley Kaleberg's our lead tackler. He's only a sophomore, um, does a fantastic job. Um, he, we have him on kickoffs too. He does a very good job there. Um, Cole Storm, you know, he's, he's, I, I believe our second leading tackler, another, another outside linebacker. He's a junior. Um, and those two guys I just mentioned, they, they're, they're kind of, uh, you know, they kind of play those backup roles on offense. So they get it. They're able to get out there really fresh on defense. Um, they're just both really smart players. Um, uh, very, very good tacklers. Um, and they just do a super job, you know, on that defensive line. Julian Jimenez gets a lot of good snaps. He's a powerful uh, lineman. Um, you know, Mark Markel Zapiens continues to do a lot of good things. He's only a sophomore, a very strong kid. He plays defensive end. And um, Ethan Palmer, um, he's another defensive end that's had a solid season. Bryce Grimm gets in there on that defensive line. And Etai Zapiens and Keaton Clark. And, you know, I'm probably forgetting one or two, but we've just got a lot of those boys that can rotate in and out. Uh, that do a lot of good things. And, and then, you know, behind them, other than the two linebackers I mentioned, you know, you know, Trent Hoback and, and Jeffrey Hoback and Kale Phillips and Daniel Martinez and uh, Dante Zuniga. There's just a, there's just a pile of guys that, that get a lot of snaps and, and get in there and, and really help out. Um, and, and, and sometimes, you know, those guys aren't maybe making all the tackles or, or maybe not getting their name mentioned, but uh, definitely part of a, a, a group that's very key to what we're doing on that defensive side of the ball. Well, I do not think that you've played a team that passes as much as Al Burnett and maybe is not as uh, uh, good or has such a good track record of putting so many points up on the board through the air. Uh, what, what, again, to look at a lot more film, uh, uh, how do you get your, your defensive players up for maybe a different kind of offense? 
Well, he's definitely, a, a, I would say, the best quarterback we've played against or we're going to play against. You know, he's very, very accurate. He, he, he likes to take his shots downfield. You know, they have a good receiving core. Of, you know, you're in Class A ball, and you can put out two receivers that at least on film look like they're, you know, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, long arms and, and good hands and can run good routes. That, that presents some problems. But, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing that I've got to say or do or show these boys to, to get them uh, you know, psyched up for the challenge. They're they're already ready to go. I mean, just just from the the early practices of this week, they're uh, they're hyped up. They're ready to go. They understand the challenge in front of them. They're looking for a challenge. They want that challenge. You know, it's especially some of these guys that didn't get a lot of snaps last week. Uh, you know, in a sense, I think it kind of irked them a little bit, and they want to get back out on the field and 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 show what they what they can do. You know, display their talents a little bit that, that they weren't necessarily able to last week because of limited playing time. So. Uh, the boys are going to be ready. You know, I'm, I'm more than uh, sure of that. And, uh, you know, Albernet's going to be ready too. You know, they're, they're a good program and they're, they'll, they'll show up with a good game plan and it's, uh, you know, it should be a heck of a night. Well, uh, I've noticed uh, there's no bigger fans of the zero to 100 program than myself and Scotty Melvin. And uh, it gives us a little more of insight than we'd ever get to any other team. What, why is it about this group of players that, seems to play like a family. Uh, they seem to have so much confidence. They seem to, to uh, uh, group tackle and, and block and run. And, and everybody's uh, – I, I notice when you, you score on a, a, a touchdown or something, it, it just seems like every single player on the bench erupts. I mean, what is it special about this group of men that you're working with? Well, I just think it's just a really good group of boys, you know. Um there, there's been a lot of growth with this group from last year to now. You know, I think that uh, the second half of last year when we finally finally got healthy and, and you know, were able to start to, to really compete and get some wins. And I think that, you know, the boys were able to kind of see that and understand what, what was ahead of them. They just needed to go out and kind of, uh, you know, strive for it a little bit. And, and they had a lot of success in, in other sports in the off season, And, and I think that uh, continued to, to push them and, they're just it's just a good group all around you know i i've been really proud of, of their growth through this year and and you know the way they've handled themselves in practice our practices are just so much better um now than they were last year and especially two years ago in my first year here um and that's a tribute to the boys we're not i'm not scheduling practice any different we're not really you know there's certainly things we're doing differently but our approach to practice is any different the boys have just really um you know come around in a, in a way that's made these practices even more positive and, and so much more productive. And um, just a, just a super group of boys to be around, uh, you know, even when we're not in a practice setting, I enjoy being around these guys. And so uh, just, just overall a wonderful group. Well, uh, do they have any defensive players that you've been looking at on film and you can just say their numbers if you don't know their names or anything, but uh, what do they have that's going to present a challenge? Like I said, they're 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 very athletic. They've got speed. Uh, you know, I think they're I think they're physical. You know, they're all the all the things that good teams are. Um, you know, I, I there, there's different players certainly that that, that probably have uh, you know more tackles than others. You know, on their team, but overall, they're just they're just a solid group. You know, a solid defensive unit, and uh, you know we're, we're going to see how how they line up, and we'll see what we can do to attack their defense. But you know, I, I don't think at this point. Uh, you know, some of these teams we've played that maybe are struggling a little bit, you know, there is one or two players that are heads and heels above everybody else, but you get to these really good teams and, and they're stacked. 
with quality athletes and quality football players all the way around the field. So, um, you know, I, I just, I don't think, like I said, that there's one, one player I would mention over any of their others. They're just a solid defensive unit altogether. Well, uh, Columbus uh, is a community school system. You know, the whole community uh, really loves football. And uh, uh, this year, uh, I think the expectations are pretty high. And I think the community is right and high. What, what is the what what is the greater Columbus Community School District area uh, like this year, and uh, how much fun are they having? Well, you know, just first and foremost with Columbus Community School District, we we serve the the towns of, of not just Columbus Junction, but you've got Columbus City, you have Conesville, you have Cotter, you have Fredonia. I mean, there's there's these small little towns around here that are all part of the school district. You know, I think pretty much every one of those towns, I'm sure we've, I've got a player that lives in that town or, you know, uh, when I grew up, we had friends from all those towns. It's, 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 it's a really tight little area with, with everybody, you know, in these, in these towns and everybody comes to Columbus and uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I've been saying for two years, I, I can recall two years ago in my first year as the head coach telling the boys like, look, this, you might not believe it because you haven't seen it in your lifetime, but this is a football town and you just have to wake people up. It's, it's, it's a sleeping giant. And when you guys wake them up, they're going to start showing up to these games. Um, you know, when I, when I grew up and then when I played, we were a powerhouse program. I mean, just, I think in the nineties, you know, I was part of a, of a run of, of six straight district titles. And I don't know that we lost a district game throughout that span. It was, um, you know, that's, that's what the expectation was back then. And so, you know, the boys have really started, you know, competing very well. And, and, you know, there's certainly been some points scored this year. And I know people like to come and watch that. Um, but yeah, the, the, the crowd, you know, two weeks ago uh, for our homecoming was just enormous. So, um, you know, the boys are seeing that, that they, they've kind of woken everybody up and then and the crowds are getting big and the interest is, is really following us. I, you know, I think we probably had more people at North Cedar than maybe North Cedar even did. So, um, just, just an amazing community to be a part of in, this, in the school district. And, and you know, we're, 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 we're very fortunate to, to be a part of it. Well, uh, I believe this is senior night, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's more parents' night than senior. I mean, we kind of did honor our seniors a couple weeks ago, uh, but it's, it's parents' night, and we're going to do that uh, prior to kickoff. Well, who are some of the seniors that this is going to be their last uh, go around? So we have seven seniors, um, and, and that would be uh, Kobe Frost, um, who's, who plays a little tight end and, and, and outside linebacker and definitely gets in on all of our special teams. He's having a, having a nice senior season. Um, Jeffrey Hoback, another senior again, he's, he's our quarterback and he's played uh, a little bit outside linebacker and a little bit in the secondary on defense. And, and he's having a solid season. Um, you have Julian Jimenez. Uh, again, he, he plays offensive guard and, and defensive tackle for us. And he does our kickoff duties. Um, another, another solid player. Uh, Dante Zuniga, um, he plays some wide receiver, uh, some defensive back. He gets to get out there on some special teams, and and he's really contributed a lot this year, and 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 uh, doing a lot of really good things. Uh, Ethan Palmer, uh, he's one that uh, didn't go out last year, and and decided this year after uh, after the summer to to go out. And he's really really been a, a pleasant surprise. I mean, he's really contributed a lot, and you know we knew getting him, he was going to provide another bigger body for us and uh he's been able to go out there at defensive end and, and really take care of things um and, and just really having a good season um and then you have uh tristan tristan miller 
who's just another, uh, you know, we've talked about him a lot. He's, he plays our halfback spot. Um, and, and he's kind of, he's played a little outside linebacker and then he's played a lot of safety and he's kind of, you know, we could really kind of put him wherever we wanted to be honest with you. But, um, and then, then the last one would be, uh, Daniel Martinez. Um, and he's played some wing back and defensive back and really, really the, the thing that impresses me the most about him is his tackling, um, in the open field. And then he's a very good open field blocker. And, and Daniel's a, a player that had never played football before until last year. He decided to go out last year and, made an immediate impact and he's just had a tremendous senior year so far. So very, very solid group of, of football players, but even a better group of boys. And I'm sure their leadership has uh, uh, helped out quite a bit this year. Uh, let me talk to you about the differences between, you know, I've seen Tr uh, Tristan run and he's a little more elusive. He likes to change directions and uh, uh, it seems like Caden Amagon just likes to move straight forward ahead and just accelerate Uh uh, he doesn't seem to right, run around people kind of over him and through him. Uh, uh, what what are the differences between those two running backs? Well, I would I would say your assessment's pretty, you know, pretty accurate. You know, there um, Tristan probably is a little more shifty. I think he's a little more uh, prone to to kind of cutting back and, and and kind of making some moves out in the open field. Um, that being said, Caden can do that. I, I just don't think that's his natural. Uh, running style, but he's very capable. On the flip side, like you mentioned, you know, Caden's a tough runner. He really gets those knees up, and, and he's hard to, to bring down and, and can run, you know, stiff army and run through you. And I've seen Tristan do those things too. So, you know, it's it, again, it's it's more style or preference, I think, from either one of them. They're both very capable of doing, uh, you know, either of those things. But, you know, they they get out into the open field and um, regardless of, of what they're trying to do, whether it's to, to, to go around you or through you, they're, they're, they're tough to bring down. There's no question. Well, I think one of the reasons you've had so much success is because uh, the defenses don't exactly know what they're going to get. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a whole different scenario to bring each one of those two guys down. Uh, uh, but let me ask you a little bit about Caden Amagon. Uh, Scotty Melvin was on a Twitter storm the other day because he feels like, Maybe uh, Caden isn't getting uh, his props or uh, they came out with the list of the top 10 running backs and he wasn't on it and uh, uh, at about turned Scotty inside out. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 how good is he? He's among the leaders in everything, touchdowns, running yards, uh, every every kind of stat that you could be. Well, uh, uh, why aren't why would someone be overlooking them other than they're just in Southeast Iowa and uh, maybe don't play for the biggest school? That's got to be the reason. I mean, maybe there's some bias that maybe our program hasn't been, you know, in, in the, in the playoffs and hasn't had a quality season. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly the list that you're referring to, but, uh, and I don't know who came up with it or who write who writes those and, and certainly no disrespect to whoever does, but if you're not including Caden Amagon in one of those, you're not doing your job and flat out. You're not doing your job and you're not aware of one of the best running backs in the entire state, regardless of class. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, he's, he's, he's got these eye popping numbers and, and you consider the fact that last week he only carried the ball three times, uh, you know, week one, he didn't even play. So he's, you know, he's, he's got basically five games. So you can take all those yards and yards and all those touchdowns and, and really condense them down into, five games so like i said he's one of the best in the state uh 
we're you know we're <laughs> we're extremely fortunate uh, to to have him, and and, and he's he's an exceptional leader. Um, just a, just a, a solid student athlete too. He does he does well in the classroom. Just overall great kid. And um, you know if if I think I think overall not just him. I think our team in general. I think there's a lot of um, you know a lot of the, the the publicity out there doesn't come our way across the state. You know we're certainly getting it down here, but I think across the state we're not getting it, and that's fine. You know people could overlook us, and maybe we can use that to our advantage. But uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly why it is, but like I said, if, if he's not on your top 10 list or in your top 10 list or, in my opinion, in your top five, then I, I don't think you're doing your job. Well, uh, I don't know if those were your words or you were reading off of uh, Scotty's Twitter page, but uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mirror of exactly what he said. Well, Coach, uh, although you do have some kind of super athletes, it doesn't seem like you have a superstar-oriented team. It just seems like a more... You know, I uh, always think a, a great coach puts a player in a position where he can be successful. And whether they're a defensive or offensive lineman or whether they're playing in the backfield or whether they're just coming uh, in the game for special teams, it seems like every player on this team is almost equally as important, is it? Of course they are, certainly. I mean, uh, and, and to go a step further, our JV guys, uh, you, you know, who never get mentioned in the papers and on these uh, these recordings and whatnot, they're the ones that are coming out and, and they're presenting a, a scout offense and defense every week. They're, they are absolutely important as well. Everybody in this locker room is extremely important to us. Um, and it's, you know, I think the good thing about this, this particular group is I think everybody, uh, they certainly enjoy their own personal success and the things they're able to do and their accomplishments, you know, whether it's stats or, or, you know, yards, tackles, whatever. But I think this group really, really enjoys their teammates success too. And I think that's that's really key. You know, there, there's just so much uh, enjoyment when, you know, you mentioned the, our sidelines really, uh, really celebrating um, when we have a big play and when we score a touchdown. And that's something that we've certainly talked to the boys about. You know, we should be celebrating those things. And and they really, really do take a lot of uh, enjoyment in, in seeing their teammates' success. So um, everybody plays a big role in this. And, and whether whether their name is in the newspaper at the end of the game or not, um, you know, we're, we, we really feel like there's value to everybody in this locker room. Well, you, uh, you said something about uh, you, you asked Tristan, you know, say you were going to uh, in a peaking game, I think, you know, where uh, you said something, maybe he wasn't getting the ball as, as much. He says, I don't care. I just want to win, you know. That that was that was actually Jeffrey Holbeck, the quarterback. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, but but I mean, I don't think he's he's certainly not the only one on the on the team that, that has that outlook or that attitude. You know, it's you get to a certain point. I mean, everybody kind of wants to get their stats, and everybody's uh, you know, I was no different. I certainly wanted to get stats when I was a player. You know, and and I was a quarterback, and you know, heck, if I if I'd had my choice, I'd have thrown the ball thirty times a game. But you know, <laughs> that wasn't the case, and I was more than happy to to hand the ball off as long as we were winning. And I think that's what you're seeing with a lot of these boys is just a, a very unselfish attitude and let's do what we got to do to win the game. Well, I don't care if it's Hoback that scores or Miller that scores or Amagon that scores. I don't think that one individual player is any happier than the, the sophomore that's just hoping that he just gets to step on the field at some time on the sideline. You know, I mean, I just feel that you got that, that unity. And I really think I'm really hoping that, uh, uh, that, everything works out and you become really successful this weekend and you, you, you get in the driver's seat for the playoffs. Although you're going to go to the playoffs either way, and you're probably going to get a home game either way. But, uh, 
Well, is there anything, we're just about out of time. Is there anything you, you wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? No, I think anybody that's listening, that's, that's in the, in the area, you know, if you want to see a really good football game against two uh, really, you know, top 10 type teams in the state, you know, make, make your way down to Columbus this Friday and, and you'll, I'm sure you'll be treated to a good one. Well, there's no bigger game this week. Uh, uh, you're making it a habit of being the round guy game of the week. And uh, I very much try to treat everybody the same and, and get around, but you're, you play all these big games all the time. And uh, it's been a joy uh, talking to this year. And, and thanks for being on the program and giving us so much time. Well, I appreciate you guys' your coverage and then the stuff you guys have been doing online and, and promoting the boys. And that's, uh, you know, very, very much appreciated. All right. Well, thanks for being with us and good luck Friday. Thanks. Go Wildcats.